0: Round of applause. Can we do that? Come on, like you mean it. Not a golf clap. Like you really mean it. Hallelujah. Thanks, Ezra. Ezra, I love it when you're up here with me. You're just—you make me sound better. I love that. Come on, round of applause for Ezra right here. How about it? Ezra, single. So if anybody's interested, he'll be. Just kidding. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. It changes. So, but so, yeah. Anyway, that's good. Thank you for being here, I know, so bad, so bad. The Holy Spirit had us right here, and I just did that, amen, so good. Glad you guys are here today, and uh, we're gonna wrap up this series entitled Let's Move, and I'm looking at a clock, and it's time for us to move. Amen. And so we need to get going, but we're going to wrap up this series today. And and we've been challenging you over the month of January to, 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 to be willing to, to go to next level stuff, next level living in your relationship with the Lord. I hope that none of us in this room or those of us watching online would say, you know what? I'm just satisfied where I'm at right now. This is it. This is all I have. I don't know about you, but I hope that there's more than what I see happening today. I hope there's more in my life than what God has because I just need more, amen? And so we've been challenging. We started that very first Sunday of January. Do you remember that? Hey, this is the last day of January. And I just tell you something, Merry Christmas, it's coming. And yes, and yes, Christmas still up in my house. Now it's been coming down slowly, but our goal is by Easter, before we put up an empty tomb and a hollow egg, but it's, it's just good. The joy. I mean, it's just, I love it. I love it. Um, where was I going? (laughs) Oh, January, we started January 3rd. And I challenge you with this to wake up, wake up. My fear is that we, as the body of Christ have gotten a sleepy spiritual lethargy, Spiritual complacency has sank in. We, we, we've been hearing messages for almost 11 months now about stay home, shelter in place. This thing called the coronavirus has has interrupted the way we live our lives and comings and goings. And we don't see faces when we are together at, at restaurants now. And we're just, it's just hard, right? But I'm telling you, this thing of sleeping is not something that just crept into the church 11 months ago or 10 months ago. It's been a slow burn. It's been a slow process for us. And it's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to snap out of complacency and lethargy. It's time for us as believers to say, you know what? As good as it's been with the Lord, I- I'm wanting more. I want to go to another level with you, Lord. And we've been challenging you, listen, you're either moving forward in your pursuit of God or you're moving backwards. And God's plan has never been for you to digress. It's always been for you to progress, progress. His plan for you has never been to stay the same. He wants to do something new in your life. Look at your neighbor say, he's got that word for you right now. He wants to do something new in you. Are you willing for that? We we, we gave you some practical things over the last several weeks about things that, that we believe, if you'll make a part of your life, create an environment, create a space for the Spirit to move and take you to that next level. We've talked about things about reading the Bible. Do you read the Bible? Come on, this is good stuff. It's great for you. It was written Years ago, some 40 different authors, yes, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, but I'm telling you, if you'll live this out, I'm telling you, life is better. Come on, somebody. Who knows what I'm talking about? Do you read it? Do you study it? Right, If you've been following us with two good minutes a day, you've heard me say things like, read the Bible, not for information, but for transformation. The Holy Spirit of God, when you open the Bible and read it, the Holy Spirit wants to bring new revelation to you. And he wants to transform you by the reading of the word, amen? The Bible is not something just to master. It's given to us so it will master us. It's not an accomplishment. I read the Bible through in 90 days. Good for you, you speed reader. But what are you doing with what you read? The Holy Spirit wants to change you. We talked about not only reading God's word, but hey, it's good to find a group to plug into, a, a life group, an equipped group, a radiant group, a Man U group. Listen, you need to surround yourself with other people that are also pursuing the next level with the Lord. Who you surround yourself with, they say those five people that are closest to you, that you 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 probably begin to take on their attitudes and behaviors and, and thoughts and things like that. Some of you are going, oh my goodness, right? You need to be careful who you the, the, the word of the Lord says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm, right? You need to find a group, plug into it. We got groups available here. So many group opportunities, right? We talked about this idea of prayer. Is prayer a big deal to you? It was a big deal to Jesus. The disciples saw it was a big deal to Jesus. In fact, in Luke chapter 11, verse one, they said, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? Not cast out demons, not walk on water, not take a few fish and chips and bless it and feed multitudes and have leftovers. Come on, somebody with leftovers, right? They said, so, no, Lord, we see something in you that when you pray, there's power. And Lord, we want to learn how to pray. We talked about prayer in your life. It's a big deal. Relationship with God. Are you kidding me? Out of all the people, Tony, you could have a relationship with, are you talking the creator of the world desires to have a relationship with me? You better believe it. We talked about this idea of Serving. And thinking less of ourselves and serving others, putting their needs above ours. Who's the last person you served? Who's the, who's the last person that you humbled yourself and, 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 and you just say, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I can to, to, to help or make their situation or their world just a little bit better. Again, it's not just because the pastor said so. Well, no, Jesus says, you know what? That's the reason I came. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. So you're gonna hear me say things like this, you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving. He modeled that for us. But, but, but listen, I, I kind of set you guys up for today. And it's not that I don't believe any of that stuff that I just share with you, it's true. I mean, I could have talked about giving. I didn't talk about how giving makes your spiritual life go the next level. You expect us preachers to talk about money, money, money. You expect that, don't you? I'm not gonna talk about giving, but I will tell you this. Listen, Jesus talked more about money than he did heaven and hell, boop, combined. Big deal to him, ought to be a big deal to us. I'm just telling you, you ought to get in the Word and see what it says about your money and how you handled it. And talk about the idea of, hey, who's the last person you shared your faith with? Who's the last person you shared the difference that Jesus has made in your life? We could, we could talk, I could talk weeks about practical things that I believe are gonna help you go to the next level, right? But the reality is, listen, I've set you up for disaster if I don't share with you something today. The secret ingredient, the the, the secret sauce. Haven't you been somewhere where they've got like a secret sauce and you're like, "Mm, I just got to find out what that is. What what, what is in that Chick-fil-A chicken batter? Come on, the holy bird of God. Amen. Come on. I know, and I know that there, you can YouTube it and Pinterest it and find out all sorts of, this is what we think. It ain't the same. It is not the same, and I'm telling you, I'm just going to call an order in versus trying to concoct it, but you know you like the secret sauce. Today's not the secret sauce, secret ingredient, because here's the reality. You guys can spend hours and lifetimes doing all those things that I just described to you, and they are all important, and I participate in all of it, and I believe it, but listen, if we don't have this present in us, you're just going to get worn out doing all this stuff that I just described to you. And, 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 and you might feel a little bit better to, about yourself, but I'm telling you, if you really want to move to the next level with the Lord, here's the reality. You've got to walk in the Spirit. In fact, I believe that the key to growing spiritually is this idea of walking in the Spirit. Now, I just freaked out some of you people that come from a liturgical or Baptist background. Scratchy, scratchy. Right? I just I just, I just freaked some of you out because we don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. You need not be afraid of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? I'm telling you, He's for you, He's with you, and, and He is a friend. Come on, this is that wonderful person, that counselor, that paraclete that Jesus says, guys, listen, as great as this been with me uh, here with you, I'm telling you, there is someone coming after me that Through him, you will do even greater things. Come on, don't you want greater things? I believe that the key to you growing spiritually and going to the next level in your relationship with God is this idea of walking in the spirit. Look what Galatians chapter five says. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature does. Craves. Let me ask you a question. Do some of you still find yourself saying, I know what God wants me to do and how he wants me to live, but then I find myself doing the exact opposite sometimes? Come on, anybody still sin in this house? Anybody still makes it? Come on, let me hear your round of applause. Any sinners? Okay, the rest of you that aren't clapping, you're a liar and that is sin, okay? We all still struggle with that, do we not? We do. Listen, I said yes to Jesus at the age of nine. Some of you question that. Yes, I am a believer and Christ does live within me, right? But listen, it is still a battle that I wage every day against the enemy. He, 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 one, one, once I say yes to him, he's like, okay, well, okay, God's already got him. No, no, he's fine extra hard to pull a Christian down, is he not? Listen, you, you got some people that, that you know in all areas of life that, that, that they may stumble and fall, but when a believer, especially somebody that, that has an opportunity to lead other people, when they fall, man, it's, is it not more tragic The enemy knows that, but he's at war against you right now. He's trying to get some of you right now to think about what's for lunch right now versus letting the spirit come in and do a work in your life. Some of you back at home, you know, you're fighting with whatever. You and your husband hate each other. You're sitting at opposite ends of the couch right now. Come on. Ephesians 4, 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God through Christ, he's forgiven you. Come on, let's work together. Sit next to that spouse right now. It's a war. There's a war that's raged, right? And the writer here in Galatians said, man, it's a battle, but you can do it. You can do it. You've got to walk in the spirit. Look what he says. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces, there it is. They're constantly fighting each other. So you're not free to carry out your good intentions, But those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed those passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross, and they're crucified them there. And since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Listen, you can go to the next level. You can do all of these things that we've been talking about for weeks, and God can grow you spiritually, even though there's a war that's raging within you, I'm telling you, let the spirit of God take over. Because here's what I know. He who the son sets free is free indeed. And you don't have to go back to that slavery, that bondage, that thing that weighed you down any longer. Come on. It's been nailed to the cross and you have everything within you to live how God wants you to live. But this idea of walking in the spirit, it's key. And when we say walking in the spirit, here's what we mean. It's allowing God to fill you, to control you, and to guide you. It's not just that I'm going to walk in the spirit. Just no, 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 no. When you say you're going to walk in spirit, I am letting God have his way. Lord, have your way. We sang that to a song just a few moments ago. Lord, have your way. That's what it means. When I'm walking in the spirit, I'm filled with him. Listen, when I said yes to Jesus, and if you've said yes to Jesus, the spirit of God has been planted within you. Now, to what level he controls you and guides you? Well, that's up to you. How much will you let him swell up within you? Pastor Wes is from Alabama, and he likes to say this. You need to let him get on you. Get on you. To what level will you let the Spirit have his way in your life? People that walk in the Spirit want to be totally filled with him, consumed by him. They're, they're, They're letting the Spirit control them. The, the, the Spirit guides them in the decisions they make, the words they use. Oh, come on. Hey, sometimes, do the words that come out of your mouth sometimes not really match up with the Spirit of God working in you? Come on, somebody. You ever said something like, oh, shoot, I know that wasn't what I was supposed Yeah, I was running this week, and I know you can't tell, but I'm working on it. All right, just hang in there with me. My benchmark run today is seven miles. <sighs> Oof. I'm going to Chama Gaucho after church today for lunch and then I gotta run. It's gonna be, a, it's bad. Uh, I was running the other day and, 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 and the spirit of the Lord gave me these words as I was listening to, to what do you listen to? Do you, do you listen to good music? I'm telling you, man, it helps me set my mind on things above and not of the world, but I'm running. And here's what the Lord gave me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing unto you, right? Scripture says that. Sometimes my words don't match what I know that the Spirit would have me say in a moment. Anybody, can anybody relate to that? Yes. Yeah. Um, a person that's controlled and filled with the Spirit and constantly focused and walking in the Spirit is going to know what the Spirit would prompt them to do with their words or their actions the choices they make. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit of God consuming you. Let, 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 let him striple off anything that is not of him and let him have your way. But listen, you've got to make the conscious decision to walk in the spirit. Listen, God's desire is that you be filled with the spirit. That's his plan. And I want to tell you this. I was filled with the spirit at the age of nine. But three years ago, I went to a whole nother level with the spirit. A, a new encounter, a new experience, a new feeling, a new baptism with the Spirit. You need not be afraid of that. If you want it, He will deliver. But I've got to make a conscious choice to be filled with the Spirit. Scripture says the Lord wants to give us the desires of our heart, those desires of our heart that measure up and match to his plan and will for our lives, I'm telling you, he's gonna grant it. And I'm gonna tell you, part of his plan is that you be filled and controlled by his spirit. So if that's your heart's desire and if you'll begin to pray that, he's gonna take you to a new place with him. failure to rely on God's spirit though and not being eat up with it it's going to keep you from living this life that he's called you to live. Here, here's, here's a prayer of mine. In fact, Paul writes this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. He says, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, I beg you to lead a life that's worthy of your calling. You have been called by God. If there's anything the pastor of this house would desire, more than anything. Not to say we had this many people in attendance or watching online, or not to say that we have this much land, or not to say that our budget or our buildings are this, or not to say blah, blah, blah. No. You know what the greatest thing for me is that we as believers in Christ would live out that namesake. We would live it out. That we would remember our calling, that we would know who we represent and that our lives would be a testimony as to who has consumed us. Are you with me there? That we would be known as men and women that have been with Jesus. Paul says, I beg you. I'm a prisoner for the Lord and I'm begging you to live a life worthy of your calling. Are you growing spiritually? Listen, it's a lifelong process. It doesn't just happen like that. But what are some of those results of spiritual growth? Well, the Bible speaks of that in Galatians chapter five. And by the way, this is kind of a litmus test, I believe, to see if you're growing. It's called the fruit of the spirit. Have you produced it? You haven't, but the Holy Spirit can. You can't produce what I'm about to tell you. That's why I'm saying you're striving and working harder and giving more and going more and knowing more and reading more and shouting louder and dancing bigger. The Holy Spirit's gonna produce some things in you if you'll let him have his way. To me, this is a great litmus test of whether or not I'm growing spiritually. And by the way, if I'm growing spiritually, I'm gonna be doing less and less of the things of the flesh and more and more fruit of the Spirit will be present in my life. Okay, if I'm controlled and dominated by the Spirit, I'm gonna be sinning less and producing fruit more. Look what it says in Galatians five real quick, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So are you growing spiritually? How do you know? Let me ask you this, are you a more loving person? Than you were a week ago, or two weeks ago, or a year ago. Is there more joy in your life today than there was some time ago? Hey, are are you more kind? I think I am. Well, let me ask your spouse. Oh, don't! Do, I'm just telling you. When you're growing spiritually, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, produces kindness in you. Are you self-control? Can you push yourself back from the buffet table? Or can you push yourself back from the media choices that you're making? Can you push yourself back? Push them back, push them back. Can you push yourself back from those things? Self-control. Or you say, oh, I'm just a sinner. Saved by grace, but I'm a sinner. And I'm just gonna, God's gonna forgive me. And no, again, when I'm growing spiritually, The things of the flesh manifest themselves less and less in my life. And I am able to see more fruit being produced by the Spirit. Are you with me? Yeah. We're told in Ephesians chapter six about this war that we're in. And we're encouraged with these words. To put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, no, we're fighting against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Listen, for me to grow spiritually, in order for me to produce the fruit of the Spirit, in order for me to continue to walk in the Spirit, I've got to make the conscious effort each and every day to put on the armor of God. I gotta suit up because there's a war that's being raged. Oh, I'm just gonna go on Sunday and try to confess it all and get ready and maybe next week will be better. No, it doesn't work that way. There's a battle going on. The enemy knows your weaknesses. And I just think God wants to eat you up with His Spirit, fill you with His Spirit. He wants you to walk in His Spirit. He wants you to set your mind on things above and not of this world, as it says in Colossians. Here's the deal what I focus on magnifies. And if I'm focused on the Spirit of God and wanting to grow and go the next level with Him, I'm telling you, I will see that become reality in my life. Are you with me today? Hey, can I invite you to stand today? And here's what we're going to do. I just want to encourage, though, listen, I, I know that there's nothing magical about what I'm going to ask you to do, but I just want to encourage some of you with every head bowed and every eye closed that if you're here to say, you know what, Pastor, I want to go to the next level. I want to grow. I'm just going to ask you to just as a, as a visible declaration that just to come join me down front today. Just walk to the front. Just come to the front. Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm going to stop settling for where I'm at, and I want to go the next level with the Lord. I'm gonna go there with him. Our ministry team's gonna be down here, but I just want you to come this morning as we continue for to ask God to take over and, and do what he does. Father, have your way in us, Father. We need you. Break out in this house, Holy Spirit. Break out now. Lord,
1: send revival. Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now.
0: you at? Do it Come on, Lord, do it in me. Lord. Father, we're tired of settling Lord, we want to move forward in you. We take a step of action today, Father, symbolic of how we're going to pursue you.
1: Like you've done it before, won't you do it again?
0: In revival, one more time, let's sing
1: it again. And Lord, Lord, send in revival. revival. Lord, send it now. A move of your spirit, heaven break. Come now in power. Cover this land like you've done it before. Won't you do it again? So
0: Lord, you've heard our prayer. And Lord, I know that that's your desire too. You want heaven to break out. Lord, it's got to break out in us first. It's got to break out in us, Lord. So, Lord, you hear our desires. You see the action steps of many today. They're longing for that, God. They want to be controlled by your spirit. They want you to fill them and to guide them, Father. God, we want to go to the next level with you. Father, would you grant the desire of our heart? Holy Spirit, consume us and use us. I pray that revival would break out not just in us, but through us. It would spread across our land. Our prayer ministry team are going to stay down front today. If they can encourage you or pray with you over anything, they're going to be here. You got a need today, a hurt, a concern. Listen. Let one of our team members pray over you. If you're watching at home, you can simply send in a note to us, text it to us, and somebody will follow up and pray over you today. God, for your glory, we live our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, thank you, you're dismissed.